Technology has revolutionized the world we live in. With rapid development and artificial intelligence, we've created a reliance on automation, but also a fear of the unknown. A certain unease has grown to wonder how far it can all go. Will technology misuse our information, make our jobs obsolete, or even surpass us? With the human race bound to the frightening power of machines, will there come a time where we will all have to submit to technology terror? Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we push little girls down a well in The Ring. Stephanie. Yeah. Have you seen The Ring before we watched it for Z-Podcast? No. This is one of those ones, though, that I did watch, like, some spoiler videos on previously because, you know, it's something a lot of people talk about. Everyone knows the ring. Like, even if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you knew at least what it was about. Yeah, like, I recognized the image of the girl crawling out of the screen and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's, it was familiar, but not. (laughs) And the question of the day, did you like it? It was about (gasps) 50-50. Yeah, like no. I, I mean, it did keep me guessing. I will say, but okay. also a little confused by the end, honestly, with how everything turned out. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just okay. A little, we can discuss it later, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I think we might do that. I foresee that happening. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think she's a super great mom. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 bad. No, I'll, I Pretty mean, bad. to be honest, it's all... I mean, we've seen worse, honestly. But... Yeah, the whole situation is bad. Yeah, so not great. So fifty fifty, you mm. liked it fifty. Yeah. Okay, at least you didn't hate it. Yeah, it's not like I thought I was like, oh, can't stand this, can't wait for it to be done. I like it kept me entertained, and uh, there were a couple moments where I was like. Hiding my eyes, and I was like, I don't, I'm ready for something to happen. If something's going to happen, and then something wouldn't happen, and then I'd be surprised later. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that you kind of mentioned that, we had it ranked as our 13th movie. Yeah. Do you think it is the scariest one so far? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I thought so from what I remember. So, I did see this movie, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time since I watched it. And I remember some of the jump scares and the faces. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that I feel like is enough to warrant a high enough rating. Yeah. Because I remember it being fairly disturbing. (laughs) So, especially the jump scare at the beginning. Right. I'm sure you were like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I would agree that this is probably the scariest one, too. Okay. Uh, so far, but I'll, you but you enjoy this. This is I one do. Of your I do. Uh, I would say it's like one of my favorites, but I think it's a good movie. Okay. Um, very impactful for horror just in general. It was a it's sure. a big movie. So I mean, Scary Movie three. It's funny when we get to the plot. Like I, I've probably seen Scary Movie three way more than I've seen The <laughs> Ring. So like when I was watching The Ring, I was picking out all the parts they, they parried. They, they parodied, and I'm like. Part of me can't take this seriously because I'm just thinking about Scary Movie. Oh, God. Um, have you seen Scary Movie? Thing? No. <gasps> you need to watch it now. It is so funny. There's this part. Have you seen any of the Scary Movies? Not really. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, there's this one character, Brenda. She's the best. And 
<laughs> Samara in the movie, in Scary Movie, it's focused around the ring in the third one. She crawls out of the TV and Brenda goes, like, Sandy, this bitch just done crawled out of my TV. <laughs> so she beats her up. She's like, you're getting water all over my floor. <laughs> it is the fun, one of the funniest scenes. Okay. I'll have to show you it. Yeah, for sure. Scary Movie 3 is, I think, my favorite scary movie, but... Point being is like I was some of it I was chuckling because I was like thinking about scary movie three. But yeah, I think out of all the movies, it's I think it's the best one so far. And I, I wanted to mention when I was watching this, it does the blue filter thing, but does it right in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't it, like noticeable, it just added it's to toned down, but it still gives that the effect that they're going for. But it's not like Twilight Blue or right. we haven't had a blue filter in a minute. Where so we've I, actually like appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is a good this is a blue filter done right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoy the ring. I remember when I first saw it, I wasn't like super on board, but I feel like I appreciated it more for what it was or okay. what it did for horror at least. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, like you said, it was referenced in Scary Movie 3, but, like, it's referenced everywhere, too. Yeah. Like, if you look up horror movie memes or something, it's one of the ones that come up. Like, yeah, and Dead by Daylight, the game, one of the killers is Samara. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They added her relatively recently, so she's one of the killers in Dead by Daylight. So, oh, okay. Yeah. It was good. I haven't I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I enjoyed it. For a two-hour movie, it doesn't seem... I don't know about you, but it didn't feel two no, hours. No, Which, you know, when movies feel long, yeah. is usually a sign you don't like it very much. Yeah. But Video like, drone? <laughs> or drone? Yeah. Then that was like an hour and 20 minutes. Probably yeah. felt longer than This did? The for rain. sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm glad. Okay, I'll take the 50-50. I was, I was afraid you were going to be like, this is bad. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I appreciated what it was doing and stuff like that. It was just like, I don't know what I could say negatively about it. I guess... It just wasn't, like, what I would look for, like, in a horror movie. It wasn't exactly, like, suited to my taste of horror movie. Okay. But, like, I, I appreciated what they were doing with it. Yeah. I'll say that. That's fair. I thought it was a good mystery. Yeah. And then I really liked the whole countdown of, like, the time limit, basically, <laughs> yeah. she has to do yeah. this. They were creative with that. Like, when she goes up one of the elevator shafts or something to go see Noah or what's-his-face, mm-hmm. like, you can see two, and then it's, like, two days. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're now time. I will say the last two days are very bloated. <laughs> like the first five days kind of breeze by. But when we get in the plot, we'll go into more depth. But I'm glad it wasn't a complete loss. Would you say it's one of the better movies we watched so far? Oh, then? yeah, for sure. Like there's definitely a lot of effort put into it. It's definitely well thought out. Okay, cool. I'll take that. Yeah. Although there was a sequel. Not great. But I, I don't know about that one. I've okay. never seen. <laughs> Anyways. Before we get started with the movie background, we just wanted to start off with uh, another podcast shout out. Into the Darkness was extremely kind with their shout out to us in one of their episodes, and we wanted to return the favor. He has a really fun show where each Friday he discusses three underrated movies, so make sure you check him out if you want to learn about some hidden gems in the horror genre. Yeah, I was scrolling through some of the titles, and I, a lot of them I've never even heard of. Yeah, right? I, I, I thought I knew a lot of, like... Random horror movies? Mm-mm. No. I was like, I don't know any of these. Yeah, so. he's, he's digging deep. <laughs> yeah, so if you want some really underrated movies, go check out the show. Yeah, of course. Everyone can always add a few more to their collection, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you can only watch so many mainstream movies before you got to, like... You got to dig deeper into finding the more rare stuff. Like, it might be a little odd, but maybe it'll be Some it. of the best things. Yeah, yeah, it could be some of the best things you've ever seen. So. Right, for sure. Are you ready to dive into the movie background? Yeah, I think so. All right. 
The Ring is a 2002 American psychological supernatural horror film directed by Gore Verbinski from a screenplay by Erin Kruger and starring Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, and Brian Cox. It is a remake of Hideo Nakata's 1998 film Ring based on Koji Suzuki's 1991 novel of the same name. The plot centers on Rachel Keller, a journalist who must figure out a way to escape death after watching a cursed videotape that seemingly kills the viewer seven days after viewing it. The Ring was released theatrically by DreamWorks Pictures, which was really weird. I always associate Um, DreamWorks with, like, Shrek. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Shrek. Just Shrek. (laughs) Um, I usually associate DreamWorks with, like, kid stuff for some reason. Like Shrek. Like like Shrek. (laughs) We're going to cover Shrek now. We could fit that into technology, right? Uh, monsters. Some sort of monster season. Yeah, there we go. Bog Swamp Ogres. We'll do a whole swamp monsters, we'll, yeah. a whole season on ogres. Yep, That'll be like season 30 when you run out of ideas. All right. We could do all the Shrek movies in one season. <laughs> There's like four or five. Yeah, get us a third of the way there. Yeah. Uh, critics praise the atmosphere and visuals and Bojan Bazelli cinematography. I don't know if it's Bohan or Bojan, um, but the cinematography was praised. Okay. Um, the Ring was a box office success, grossing $249 million on a production budget of $48 million, making it one of the highest grossing horror remakes of all time. The film is the first installment of the American Ring series and is followed by The Ring 2 in 2005 and Rings in 2017. The success of The Ring paved the way for American remakes of several other Asian and Japanese horror films, including The Grudge and Dark Water, and I'm sure Pulse and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but there is also a short film that is in between the first movie and the second movie. Oh. A 17-minute movie. I'll probably talk about it, actually, towards the end, but Ryan Merriman is in it. Oh. He's the main character in that. Really? He's also at the vi- he's at the beginning of Ring 2. Oh, so. okay. And was this released individually, or is this something that I was missing from the end credits or something? Oh, no. It was like its own thing online. You could watch it. It's, oh. it's But I don't want to say what it's about before gotcha. we talk about the plot. But remind me, and I'll tell you what that's about. Okay. And what the second one's about. Because, Definitely curious. Yeah. Should be. The Ring went into production without a completed script, actually. Kruger wrote three drafts of the screenplay before Scott Frank came on to do an uncredited rewrite. Gore Verbinski was initially inspired to do a remake of Ring after Walter F. Parks sent him a VHS copy of the Japanese film, which he described as intriguing, pulp, and avant-garde. The original WGA-approved credits listed Hiroshi Takahashi, the writer of the original 1998 screenplay for Ring, but his name is absent from the final print. So the advertising for this movie is really cool. Oh, yeah? Many promotional websites were formed featuring characters and places in the film, the video from the curse videotape was played in late night programming over the summer of 2002 without any references to the film. They'll just play the cursed image on the screen without anything. That is awful. Can I just interrupt you real quick? Yeah. So tell you about some way how the Saw franchise freaked me out yeah. as a kid. So Saw also did a commercial sort of like that where it just opens up on Jigsaw looking directly at you from the screen, like real close up, saying, do you want to play a game? Uh And my television at that moment 
decided to freeze. <gasps> and oh, I was dear. like, shit is happening right now. <laughs> and I freaked out for I about like, go. an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. What bad timing. Yeah, it was awful. I was like, no. <laughs> do I want to play a game? I do not. I mean, I'm home, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of game? Mario Brothers? I'll play some PlayStation. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> That's terrible. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. So I I do not appreciate movies doing that. Like I get I get what they're doing, but <laughs> I, think I hate it. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> but also the best part, uh, physical VHS copies were also randomly distributed outside of movie theaters by placing the tapes on windshields of people's cars. No. <laughs> How cursed is that? I hate it. Like, <laughs> it's very cursed. Could you imagine just walking out? Seeing that tape. And there's a videotape waiting for you? Mm-hmm. No. And it's just the tape from the movie. No, no, no. Outside of it being a promotion, that's still scary as hell. Right. Like, even if it obviously is not going to do what it does in the movie, but just having but this still, tape. still, like, that whole first week after you got that tape and you watched it, you're kind of, like, second-guessing yourself a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> Right. You're like, what even is this? Because they obviously the movie didn't come out, so they don't oh, even know yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah. True, true. Like, I... They'd I thought it no was after idea. screenings of the movie, no. so you knew exactly what it no, was. No, it was but, literally. Um, no. It's even worse. I hate it. Because you'd have no idea what it's even for. You wouldn't know it's for a movie. You'd know nothing. So, although it's also no good. <laughs> it, it's a cool idea. Rude as fuck. Right. <laughs> but Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 71% based on 206 reviews with an average rating of 6.6 out of 10. It's almost like 50%. You're mm-hmm. almost there. Uh, the site's, I agree. <laughs> yay. Uh, the site's consensus reads, with little gore and a lot of creepy visuals, the rain gets under your skin thanks to director Gore Verbinski's haunting sense of atmosphere and an impassioned performance from Naomi Watts. A Metacritic assigned the film a weighted average of 57 out of 100 based on 36 critics, uh, indicating mix or average reviews. Audience polled by CinemaScore gave the ring an average grade of B- on A plus to F scale. I always thought people liked it a little bit more than that. I mean, yeah. it's not terrible reviews, but it's not, like, great. Right. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of, like, everyone's favorite. So I assumed at least, like, B plus, A minus yeah. on that kind of scale that they talked about. Yeah, and then considering how much people know about the ring, you thought it would be a little yeah. bit more so, um, praised. But no, not really. Okay, just not for them. No. Nah. The Ring ranked number 20 on the cable channel Bravo's list of 100 scariest movie moments. Bloody Disgusting ranked it sixth in their list of the top 20 horror films of the decade, with the article saying that The Ring was not only the first American J-horror remake out of the gate, it also still stands as the best. Which I agree. Out of all the the Japanese remakes. Right. And you said that this was made in 2002. Mm -hmm. So if you like consider like Pulse or something that comes out a few years later, you're like, wow. Like. This is coherent. Right. It's a good story. Like it still holds up to like today, you know, like Mm -hmm. Pulse, you can definitely tell it's like from years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is 21 years old now. Can you right. believe that? It no, doesn't it feel, doesn't like feel it. that way. Mm-mm. I think that's why I also enjoyed it, too, because it still feels pretty it's nice and fresh. Modern. <laughs> Naomi kills it. Mm-hmm. You're looking fine, fierce, <laughs> ready to go. She is. Uh, are you ready to dive into the plot? I am. So we start off with two teenagers named Katie and Becca as they discuss an urban legend about a cursed videotape that's been circulating. And uh, whoever watches it apparently dies in seven days. And this kind of leads to some teasing on either end. (laughs) Uh, Like Katie tells Becca that she did watch the tape and 
she realizes like, oh, shit, like I didn't know people died <laughs> after yep. they watched it. And then they kind of like, you know, they're hazing each other back and forth and stuff yeah. like that. Well, and then like Katie gets a phone call and then Becca pretends it's like the ghost or whatever. But Some, to back up, sorry not to cut you off, uh-huh. but Katie like pretends to like start choking and shit. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. And then <laughs> I, I had a laugh because again, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not going to reference scary movie this whole time, but scary movie – Oh. It opens with a parody of this, and, like, Pamela Anderson is, like, one of the girls. It's funny. But um, the acting wasn't super great at this intro, I thought. Oh, uh, I thought it was okay. I was totally expecting something to come out of her mouth, honestly, with the with the coughing, the choking. Oh, I was like, like, a swear word? Like what? Oh, no, no. <laughs> like I a felt physical like something thing. creepy. Oh, no, yeah. no. I just meant with the dialogue a little bit. Because, like, she's done choking, right? Mm-hmm. Or pretending to choke. And Becca's like... Immediately, so did you have sex? Like, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a little that's, hokey. That's like fair. some of the dialogue was a little off. Mm. And I was like, hmm. I feel like that is teenage girls, though. Fair enough. As I as, was not a teenage as have girl. Been one, yeah. So okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong there, but it was just like very jarring. <laughs> but we'll continue with what happens to Katie. Anyway, so uh, that night. Like, after they're, like, hazing each other, I guess Becca's spending the night. But, like, shortly after, she just kind of disappears somewhere into the house. And Katie's experiencing weird things about the house. Like, uh, the fridge door is opening. Her her TV goes all staticky. And she turns it off. It turns back on. And it turns out later in the night she is killed by an unseen force. Yeah. <laughs> Do we just want to say what happened or are we going to find out later? We're going to find out. Later. Okay. Later. <laughs> because this part was also like, mm, okay. Right. I, I mean, I'll let us ease into the surprise of it all because once it gets going, you know, you know what's happening. Okay. Okay. I won't jump the gun. <laughs> so at Katie's funeral, her mother asks her sister, Rachel, a Seattle-based journalist, to investigate her daughter's death. And I feel like Rachel's very easy breezy, beautiful cover girl about her niece fucking dying. <laughs> yeah. Rachel kind of has that attitude just about most everything. Yeah. And her son as well. Like, she's definitely not winning any mom of the year awards or anything. But I mean, she's also not the worst mom out there. But they, her and her son have like this weird, awkward, like roommate situation ship going on, I it know. seems like. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because not to plug a. Another creator who doesn't need plugging because she's big on YouTube, but Possessed by Horror actually just had a baby, and she did a tier listing of horror movie moms. And this was before I watched the movie, and she Rachel was on there. She's like, you know, not the best mom, but she could join the mom club. And I was like, what was Rachel that bad? And I'm like, oh yeah, she wasn't great. I mean, she <laughs> she cares after a while, but it's still not. I wouldn't say enough. <laughs> no, like her son's like her colleague. Yeah. Mind you, he's like eight. <laughs> and he calls her Rachel. Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, is he like a weird adopted, not adopted, but like someone she knew died in the godmother type situation. No, that's her kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And he looks stressed. Like he's <laughs> he got like bags under his eyes and he's eight years old. Like man's putting in a full work day. <laughs> I was getting coal from... Six cents. Ah, uh, yes. But a little more tightly wound. Right, right. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> His eyes were bulging out all the time. I'm right. like, bro, let's calm, chill. Anyway, uh, so Rachel discovers that Katie's friends all died in a bizarre accident or whatever at the same time of night as Katie's death. And I feel like this would be more widely known, too. Like, everyone would be like, you know, five kids from the same friend group all died, you know? 
Yeah, that's a little sus. Maybe but let's bring that up. Like, <laughs> no, they were all just in different obituaries. And- yeah, just I guess because some of the kids were from a different school. So she found out that these teenagers went and watched this tape in a cabin on this shelter mountain inn, which looks like a creepy ass cabin to start with. So why? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it seems like it's one of those like really cheap to probably cabins. I mean, I've. It wasn't that bad, but I stayed in a cabin like that before. Like, okay. Like, not super fancy or anything. So I could see, like, a weekend thing there. Okay. So she finds at the front desk with the clerk that he has, like, a collection of videotapes. Like, somehow she just magically knows the right one. Right. And she just grabs it to go watch it immediately, even though Katie's friends that are still alive are like, they all watched the tape and then they died. But like, did, does she know? Wait, how did she? Because how does she know they watched a tape? I forget. So, on the request of her sister, she's supposed to go around to the younger kids at the That's party right. asking questions. They told them about the tape. Okay. Yeah. I was like, so, how did she even find out? Because, yeah, that's yeah, right. So, she starts smoking with some teenagers in the backyard and they tell her, like, you know, because she's the cool aunt, she's, I guess. Yeah, I was like, she's the cool mom. Yeah. Smoking with the kids. Right. <laughs> So, you know, she watches the tape and it contains like a lot of black and white odd images of bugs and nails going through hands and lighthouses, all kinds of weird stuff. Dead horses. Dead horses. A woman falling off a cliff into the ocean. Right. So then after she's done with the video, she then receives a phone call from an unknown caller who whispers, seven days. Seven days beach. Yeah. So Rachel decides to recruit her ex-boyfriend, who happens to be a video analyst named Noah. Didn't know he was her ex-boyfriend for like the longest time. I think that was the point. You're like, I'm not uh, I thought they to were know. just like old friends. Yeah. yeah. So he watches the tape, and Rachel makes a copy for him. She kind of doesn't want him to watch based on like what she's heard and everything. Even though she kind of like jumped right into the fire of watching this tape, even though she has a son at home that you know. Would be an orphan, supposedly, without her. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) would I believe that story? I mean, outside of the four kids dying, that's pretty solid evidence, I would think. But other than that, eh, not really going to – really. Is it really going to stop you kind of thing? I I don't know. It's like Bloody Mary, you know? I guess. I still wouldn't try it. (laughs) Right. I mean, I've never tried it. I'm saying, but for the normal person who isn't anxiety-ridden – I don't think they think this tape is actually going to yeah. kill me. Okay. But, you know, by the time she's talking about it with Noah, she is kind of a little frightened of it and warns him not to watch it. He watches it, thinks it's no big deal, and he's like, eh, it's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, the phone rings and they don't answer it. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. I would want to know just exactly. for peace of mind. Right. And uh, she finds that there's a woman on the tape that's just looking in a mirror and kind of, like, looks back at you. And then you see, like, a shadow of a girl with her hair and her face Mm -hmm. on the other side of that wall where the woman's looking in the mirror. And so she decides to identify the woman on the tape. And she turns out to be a horse breeder named Anna Morgan who killed herself by uh, diving off a cliff. And after some of her horses drowned themselves off Moesco Island. So at one point or another within, like, it's pretty much like a day or so after, Mm -hmm. like, her and Noah watched the tape. Aiden 
is like up randomly before her because he's a responsible young adult making his breakfast before he has to go to school and stuff like that. So he decides to watch the tape, doesn't have any idea what it is. And just watches it because he can't sleep. Yep. Uh, she freaks out on him. Like, why would you watch this? Like, I don't know. I thought it was the like, blues. blues right. Whatever. Uh, Kids watch. <laughs> SpongeBob. SpongeBob was out during that time. Yeah. Oh, it was SpongeBob. Sure. So, um, you know, with like even more vigor to find out what happens with this tape and who these people are referenced on it, she heads to Moesco Island to speak to Anna's widower, Richard. While Noah travels to Eola Psychiatric Hospital to view Anna's medical records. So Rachel discovers that Anna had adopted a girl named Samara who possessed the ability to psychically etch images onto objects and into people's minds, tormenting her parents and their horses. Rude. Yeah. Why are you doing this? I I guess I just didn't understand the concept. She seemed like she was provoked in a way i guess i think that was what confused me about the ending i didn't really understand that she was bad bad just kind of yeah she's not good um yeah she just has like these psychic powers that allows her to do right psychic things Mm -hmm. and she's not good no no so before we get into further information on richard and samara let's talk about the travel there too the Moesco Island. So Rachel takes a ferry out there and somebody happens to have a horse trailer up there. And she, for some reason, wants to go up and pet this horse. And the horse is not letting her pass the vibe check. And (laughs) she insists on trying to calm it and pet it. And I'm like, it's not, it's not working out. Go we away. We just need to back up. Yeah. Wasn't that infuriating? I'm like, go, Rachel. Right. He doesn't like you. I'm sorry. It sucks. Horses aren't everyone's friend. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> yeah. But he freaks out and, like, eventually busts out of his trailer and just kind of goes berserk running throughout the ferry. People are chasing him. And finally, he just takes <laughs> a run off the ship Breaks his leg, probably part of his neck, too, but he's still alive when he hits the water, and you can hear him whinnying. Ugh, and everyone's freaking out, and there's, like, a little girl next to her, like, my horse! And, <laughs> and oh, no. and then they run to the back of the ship. I don't know what they're expecting to find, because there's no way they're pulling this, whatever, 2,000-pound yeah. animal out of the water. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just, like, a bunch of blood under the ship, so I, I don't know if it hit the, the propeller. propeller. I think so, yeah. Oh, but... It made me upset. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was I, a beautiful horse too. Like, I know. Yeah, I I watched this before for before you. I was like, I need to text Stephanie. Yeah, I hate. I'm like animal. I know. I was like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's not great. So yeah, poor little horsey. So something's not right with. Yeah, Rachel. apparently animals, especially horses, in this case, are very sensitive to people that have witnessed the tape. Yeah. So Noah, off in the psychiatric ward, finds a file on Samara that mentions a missing video record last seen by Richard. So returning to the Morgan home, Rachel finds a birth certificate proving that Samara is the biological child of Richard and Anna. And I don't know how this works out. Like, did they bring back like an eight-year-old and they were like, this is our child now. And she was only gone for like a month or something. Yeah, I don't know. But it marks her as a live birth. So meaning like this is like her actual birth certificate saying that this is their child. Uh, Okay. Okay. So she also finds the missing video in which Samara explains her powers during a therapy session. Uh, Richard insists that Samara is evil and commits suicide by electrocuting himself. That, to say the least, he brings like all the electronic equipment 
Right. In the bathroom. he is just going completely nuts. And Rachel's, like, begging him, like, you know, like, you can't. Like, she's going to kill my son. And he's like, oh, yeah, she will. She'll just do that. (laughs) She don't sleep. Yeah. (laughs) And then he just electrocutes himself. (laughs) He's like, peace. (laughs) And then he throws electronics into the bathtub. Like, no sympathy at all. Just like, I got to get away. I mean, he's like, yeah. Bitch, bye. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So Noah and Rachel find a loft in the barn, apparently because Samara is sending messages or images to Aiden. And he says something about how she doesn't like the barn. The horses keep her up at night. So they go into the barn and see this ladder. And up there is a loft with like a full children's set of bedroom Mm -hmm. items like bed, toys, dresser and stuff like that. And a TV. And apparently she had been up there the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's fucked up. Yeah. But like, is she, was she always evil? Was she? I'm know, guessing. Like, otherwise, they would have let her live with them for a while, <laughs> right? I was like, do we feel bad for her though? Right. She's a little girl, but like, is she? It's it's a gray area because yeah. like, if you evil, I don't care how old you are, get the f- <laughs> right. And it's confusing too because like, they find out who this couple is because of all these random horse deaths. Like, there's a lot of articles about these horses just kind of like. Breaking out of their pens and, like, going to the ocean and trying to, like, off themselves. Mm -hmm. So why would you put your evil daughter person in the stable with the horses if you think they're connected? Maybe that happened after she was put. Maybe. Like, it didn't happen until she was put up there? Perhaps. I don't know. But And then, like, maybe. She does say in the video, the, the, sorry, the interview. Where she's like, Daddy only likes the horses. Yeah, so maybe what had happened was nothing happened with the horses yet. They put her in there, and then that's when she, like, released the horses, and then they go yeah. kill themselves. So it was, like, after she was already up there. Right. Ooh. So they apparently used this loft in the barn to isolate Samara from themselves and the outside world. So there's an image of a tree behind the wallpaper. Rachel recognized it as a tree of the Shelter Mountain Inn. So they returned uh, to this. Back to, yeah, well, I was like, a lot of driving, really. Yeah. <laughs> Got only seven days to figure all this out. <laughs> mm, I'd be dead. I wouldn't even get past the first puzzle. Right. I'd like, oh, no. Yeah, there's a lot of montages. Well, not montages, but scenes of her, like, finding files and going yeah. through paper. I'm like, I live for this shit. Like, <laughs> research. In the, in the library and shit. Yeah. Right, right, right. Find out the clues. So they return to Shelter Mountain Inn, where they are led to a well beneath the floorboards. It's a crazy-ass big well with, like, a huge cinder block (laughs) on top of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rachel's seven days is pretty much up. Yeah, the sun is basically setting at this point. Yeah, and I guess that's exactly when she watched the video seven days earlier. Mm -hmm. So she gets, like, attacked by the television that's somehow under... Oh, it must have, like, fallen in from the floorboards down by the well, and then it falls in over over by the well, but, like, pushes yeah. her in. Well, because they break the floor. Right, right. So and, then everything's yeah. kind of, like, tilted mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah, because there's, like, a thing of marbles that he they smashed, and they all, like, kind of gather in the middle, meaning it dips Like, under down. the air, yeah. I wouldn't have thought anything about that, I don't I'd think. Be like, I would what's like, that? Huh, okay. Arrow's Anyhow. pointing that way. <laughs> I know. I have my eyes closed. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, so they're smart, and yeah. they broke the floor, and then there was the well. 
Yeah, so Rachel falls inside and experiences a vision of Anna dumping Samara into the well where she survived for seven days. So, like, we're seeing in a flashback, Anna puts, like, a trash bag over her, and uh, she kind of takes it off her head pretty quickly, honestly. Like, not saying, like, I really want to see a woman strangle a child, but you're like, I think it, I think medically, I think it says it takes, like, several minutes to kill someone suffocation. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was not enough time. Yeah, like, true crime stuff too much to crime for for me <laughs> yeah. but uh so apparently she tosses her down the well and she survived for seven days yeah that sucks so that's why you get seven days right so uh samara's body surfaces from the water and like the whole time she was in the well i'm just like watching between my hands i'm like nope just <sighs> yeah just no i don't I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah. And after Rachel is rescued, they arrange a proper burial for her. And it seems nice. Like, she kind of sees Samara as she was, and, like, she strokes her cheek and tells her, you know, it's going to be okay. And then she just kind of fades away into a skeleton. Yeah, she looks fine. And can I say real quick about this well? It's a big well. But when you first see it, it doesn't look too, too big. She's down there. It is way bigger than the top of the well. Yeah. And also, the water goes up to, like, her knees. For the length she fell, she would have not survived that. Right. It wasn't deep enough to stop her falling. Yeah, no, that's like, true. She would have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> she's not standing in it just fine. Yeah. No, and it's a far drop. Yeah. It's so I was like, like several stories deep, honestly. And she's like, fine. I'm yeah, like, I'm fine. Girl, uh-huh. no. When I jump into the pool at my complex, yeah. And then the nine foot section, I could almost reach the bottom just from jumping in. Like, oh, she, yeah. No. Homegirl, she fell and she <laughs> would have broken something. Mm-hmm. She was fine. And just because, like, she was pushed, too, like, she would have broken, like, her arm or something on the wall of the fall. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and it, yeah. It was just one of those things that took me out of the moment. I'm like, mm, yeah, that doesn't seem right, but okay. Right. So she comes home and tells Aiden, like, you know, it's all over. We found her. We helped her. And He's Aiden's like... like Oh, fuck Rachel. Like, you're not supposed to help that girl. <laughs> you dumb ass. It was like a... I thought we were all on the same page here. You're not supposed to help her. No, it was like record scratch. She's like, <laughs> you motherfucking idiot. Uh, so then you kind of wish that the story was in reverse and and Aiden was doing this whole investigation <laughs> the whole time to figure it, out how to stop her rather yeah. than save her. Aiden's barely in this movie. Yeah, but he's the smartest person here. <laughs> right. So Rachel realizes that Noah's seven days are now up. So Samara's ghost crawls out of his TV screen and kills him. And this is the slowest crawl. Like he sees her come out of the well Mm -hmm. and start heading towards the screen. And he decides, I'm going to get front row seats in front of the TV and watch. Well, for what it's worth, I don't think he expected her to come out of the TV. Yeah. And he thought it was over. So maybe he didn't expect. Her to come out. It's the same. Uh, it's the same tape, I'm though. Just basically, saying, maybe he was just like, "Huh, that's weird." She, she must be coming to give me a hug. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for releasing me. <laughs> so yeah, it was a slow, slow burn of a kill, and like the whole time, Rachel's calling him. So it's cutting between her rushing over there and him slowly dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, her ch- not really chasing him. He's like fumbling around yeah. and she's just kind of like phasing to different parts of the room. Right. So, unable to deduce why she was spared, Rachel realizes that the tape seen by Noah and Aiden was a copy she'd created. She saves Aiden by having him make another copy to show someone else. I don't get that. 
Yeah, I don't. I, don't I guess as long as you're distributing it to somebody else, it doesn't. Why do you need to make a copy? Why can't you just give them the original and be like, "Here you go," you know? Yeah, I don't know how that all makes sense. I tried looking into it, and I, I just, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I think it was, yeah, I think it was basically because they were purposefully spreading the curse, basically. Right. Yeah. Which does lead me to the sequel real quick yeah. and the short film. So basically please, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. What happens basically between that and the first movie and the second movie is there's this growing, it's like almost like a cult of people who they watch the tape and they get as close to seven days as they can. And then before the time's up, the next person in line agrees to watch it, makes a copy and watches it to spare them. What the? So they're like, they're kind of like, like, Living on the thrill on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So the short film is about Ryan Merriman's character. Mm -hmm. He does it. And then the one girl in the group, the groups are called rings, basically, where they sit in a circle and then they go around. And the one girl wants to see what happens on seven days. So she convinces the girl after him to not watch the the tape. So he's freaking out. So the short film is about him going through the days. No one's reached day seven yet. So they're, like, trying to see what happens. He's trying to freak out. So he convinces this other girl, Emma, to come. So that that's how the short film ends. And then the second movie starts with him dying because we find out that Emma closes her eyes while she watches it. So he dies oh, at shoot. the beginning. So that's so, another twist, too. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, if you shield yeah. yourself from it. Which is funny, too, though, because when Rachel catches Aiden watching it, she – she, like, rips it out immediately and, like, shields him. Like Maybe think. it was too far in. Maybe. Because she, she – yeah, this Emma girl closes her eyes. So basically what happens is there's now the, these cults and stuff that watch this film to see how close they could get to seven days and shit like that. The That's second, not necessary. No, the second movie's not good. No. It's, it's not great. And I didn't see the new Rings, the 2017 one. Mm. But I think that has to do with viral, making it viral and stuff, which oh. I think – this. Probably a little like unfriended. It's too much. Yeah. yeah, I just I, I like the simplicity of the first one, where it's just yeah. like it, it is very timeless, even though it does have the VHS tapes. But mm-hmm. still, like other than that, there's not like a ton of reference to actual yeah. technology and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you can kind of feel like it's at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I just remembered part of the second one. Like Aiden gets possessed by Samara and stuff, and he's like. Acting as her and stuff. It's really yeah. I, it's not I, great. I think I briefly read the description when I was looking it up to see what the second one was about to see if it was including Aiden and Rachel or if it mm-hmm. just moved on. And I was yeah, like, oh, get... Samara's after Aiden. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We didn't really touch upon it, but Aiden does have psychic abilities too on his own. Um, they don't really explicitly say that. But from the research I did, he does have natural abilities. That's why he's, like, always drawing these pictures mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, because, okay. remember, he drew the picture before. Oh, before his cousin died. So mm-hmm. his cousin was Katie, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why she's drawn to him or there's that connection there because, like, she wants Aiden specifically. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I <laughs> back to Katie. I, this girl, so she pretends and freaks out that she's dying, right? I'm like. And you actually watched the tape. Like, why are you not freaking out? Yeah. And <laughs> assuming that she had the same seven days as Rachel and Noah and everything, like, you would have all of the the creepy hallucinations and dreams and the handprint on your arm. And Yeah. I would not be joking about yeah, that because uh, I think it's real at that point. Yeah. I wouldn't so, think it was just nothing. <laughs> so I was like, eh, girl, no. 
grow braver than me. <laughs> exactly. So that was a little silly. dumber. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to hear the urban legend that the Ring movie is based on? There's an urban legend. Yeah. Outside of the book? I did. I found one. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So the Ring movie is based on a combination of fictional and non-fictional sources, including a 1991 novel titled Ring by Koji Suzuki and a Japanese 16th century legend known as Akiku's Well. So Akiku's Well is a frightening legend that haunted the people of Japan for centuries. This sad and eerie tale tells the story of a beautiful servant named Akiku who lived in the household of a samurai lord. One day, the samurai purchased a set of ten precious plates and entrusted Akiku with their care. However, one night, Akiku discovered that one of the plates was missing— after an extensive search, she was unable to find it and was accused by her master of losing it. Despite her protest of innocence, the samurai ruthlessly killed Akiku by throwing her into a well. Damn. Yeah. Oh, no. It is said that after her tragic death, Akiku's restless spirit returned to the well where she started to count plates, starting from one to nine. However, when she reached nine, she would let out a blood-curdling scream that could be heard throughout the surrounding area. The well became a terrifying place for the townspeople, and they would avoid it at all cost. The legend of Akiku's well swiftly spread throughout Japan and became a popular subject of ghostly tales. Visitors to the legendary well have reported feeling an eerie presence and often hear faint voices or ghostly whispers. Even to this day, many locals consider the well cursed, and it remains a popular attraction for thrill-seekers and ghost hunters. Some people believe that Akiku's ghost can be appeased by returning the missing tenth plate to the well. To this day, it is said that offerings of flowers and origami birds are left at the well to appease the restless spirit of the beautiful Akiku. Can someone get her the damn tenth plate? Right. Where's the dish? She don't care about no origami birds or flowers. Give her the plate. She's like, yeah, it's nice, but where's the plate? Thanks, <laughs> I guess. Interesting. I never heard of that before. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It also said it was... Like, some of the movie was based off of the director and the producer's real-life experiences, or maybe the director and the screenwriter, but I couldn't find exactly what they were referencing. Yeah, uh, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if, they, like, the crime part of it, like, the research part of it and everything, oh, okay. and maybe, like, what was going on with the horses, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I couldn't find any specifics, though. Okay, interesting. See, this is, like, uh, back to Fear.com. This is, like, a good version of that where there's, like, detective work. Yes. And paranormal with right. a little bit of technology. This is how you do it. This is a nice mix. Yeah. yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's a cool story. I never yeah. heard of that. I was happy to find something. I love when we find, like, the urban legends that they're based off of. Mm -hmm. So gives it a little deeper feel. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will appreciate that. You can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you in seven days. I mean, next week. He beat us to the punch. Oh, yeah, next week, seven days. <laughs>